Yes, here they come. They're riding fast. They're riding hard. Time for excitement and adventure in the modern West with Barbie Benson and the B-Barbie Riders. <laughs> adventure, The Shadow of a Dead Man. Our adventure for today starts with an ancient train rattling along toward the Big Bend country of Texas. There are many passengers on the train, but our only interest is in one, a little old man who sits all alone listening to the hum of the wheels. But to him, they sing a very special song. Hex Mason. 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 Yes, the drumming of the wheels grinds that name into the old man's ears like a hollow chant as the train rattles on. Tex Mason. The man he's crossed a continent to meet. For a moment his tired eyes narrow at the thought. And then as the eerie shriek of the train whistle suddenly blasts into his ears, a new thought is wedded to it. death in the guise of a pleasant-faced old man is on its way to the B-Bar B. But on the ranch itself, there isn't the slightest inkling of it. Instead, the thoughts of all of our friends are filled with just one subject, the coming Christmas season. Oh, golly, fellas. Isn't Christmas time great? Hey, no, that's not fair, Bobby. If you let your eyes go on and shine in that way, you'll make the lights in our Christmas tree seem like nothing. <laughs> oh, quit teasing me, Irish. I can't help it if I'm excited. Oh, shucks. Now, you just ignore him, little boss. <laughs> Why, there ain't a boy been born yet that don't get head up over the thought of Christmas presents. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean just the presents, Wendy. I mean, well, the way folks act. Everybody acts so nice and warm. I know what you mean, son. It's like, well, like the Christmas season opens the door and lets the good side of folks shine out. That's, that's it. God, I just wish folks would act the same way all year. Amen to that, Bobby. Yeah, well, if you ask me, I still think the presents is the best part of Christmas. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, little boss. You ain't never gonna find where I hid the present I got for you. Oh, I wouldn't want to find it, Wendy. It's more fun to be surprised. Oh. Well, if you did go looking for it, you'd still never find where I hid it. And just what makes you so sure of that, Mr. Wales? You want to know what makes me so sure? Yes. Yeah. Well, if you must know, it's because I forgot where I hid it. Now I can't find it. Oh, no, Wendy. Quit laughing, doggone. This is a predicament I'm in. Well, if I know you, Wendy, you blunder out of your predicament as easily as you blundered in. Yeah, but... But Christmas or no Christmas, we've still got work to do. Son, how'd you like to ride down to the South 40 with me while I do some fence mending? Sure thing, Tex. Hey, and we'll take your own along. The run will be doing good. Come on. All right, then, son. Let's go saddle up. Hey. Me. Sorry, Sonny. Didn't mean to frighten you. I was just about to knock when you opened the door. I'm uh, looking for someone. Feller named Tex Mason. And that's why I'm here, Mr. Mason. I was told as how you folks might uh, help me. Golly, are you really going to write an article on Christmas on the ranch? Well, I'm hoping to. That is, if I can find enough that's uh, interesting. 
But what made you pick the B-Bar-B to write about? Well, I thought it'd be good human interest, you know. What was a boy here and all? Well, believe me, I'll be mighty obliged if you'll just let me stay here a few days, Mr. Mason, and I'll be glad to pay whatever you... Put your wallet away, Mr. So you haven't told us your name. Oh, well, the name I write under is Emerson J. Smith, but uh, most folks just call me Smitty. Well, Smitty, we've a sort of prejudice here on the ranch. Huh? We don't like to see price tags hung on hospitality. You're welcome to stay, but only as a guest. Yes, but I... Well, all right, I, I won't insist if that's the way you want it. It's the way. And I suppose we see about getting you settled. Irish! Yeah, Jake. Iris, this is Smitty. Hello. Hi. He'll be staying with us over the holidays, so I suppose you see about fixing up a bunk for him. Well, sure thing. Come on along, Smitty. Uh, thanks again, Mr. Mason. I sure do appreciate this. Glad to help. Oh, God, Jack. Seems like a nice old fellow. Uh huh. And imagine an article all about the VRB. It's an exciting text. Jack? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry, son. I'm afraid I didn't hear you. Holy Tex, what are you worrying about now? Well, I'm not worrying, son. Not exactly. I'm just a little skeptical about our friend Smitty's story. Oh, well, never mind. Smitty's our guest. We'll try to make him welcome. At that very moment in the bunkhouse where he lies stretched out on a cot, strange old man is not concerned with his welcome at the B-Bar-B. His mind is on the past. On that day almost ten years ago, when he received the news that has haunted and driven him ever since. The news of the manner of his son's death. That's the story, Mr. Smith. Your son and this Tex Mason was in a spot where only one of them could come out of it alive. Mason's the one that lived. Your son's the one that died. Mason lived. Your son died. And now, at last I've found you, Mason. Now, now it's my turn. Just hurry now, Mr. Smitty. Being a writer like you are, I just knowed you'd be a dying to hear some of my reminiscences about the old days in the West. Well, actually, Wendy, my interest Yes, sir, is... I tell you, I got no. such a good memory that... I... Well, shucks, I can even remember things that never happened. I was... <laughs> no, I remember back in the old days... But, me and Wendy, what I've right. been trying to tell you is that I'm not interested in writing about the old West. I'm, I'm more interested in the West of today. Well, now, that's just the way all of us modern Westerners feel about it. <laughs> now, you take me, for example. Oh, Why, now, it's modern... windy. Well, Penny, you're that. Hmm? Set uh, for what, Mr. Mason? Why, for the... Hey, wait a minute. Windy, didn't you tell him? <laughs> My goodness, I, I guess I, I sort of forgot what I come in for a text. And <laughs> he got to talking there and... <laughs> Well, you know how it is. Yes, Wendy, I know. Uh, what, uh, what is this all about, Mason? I sent Wendy in to ask if you want to ride along with us. You see, this is the day that we get to play Santa Claus. Yeah, for some Mexican families in the region. Mm, it's gotten to be a custom on the ranch, Smitty. Each year we get together some food and gifts and take them down to them. If we didn't, I'm afraid they wouldn't have much of a Christmas. And it uh, salves your own conscience, huh, Mason? Huh? That's a strange remark. Huh? Oh, uh, 
sorry, Mr. Mason. I guess it did sound sort of funny, but you see, it's just a sort of standing gag back home. Uh, nothing personal, man. You, uh, you say you're ready to leave now? Just about. Just a few more things to load on the buckboard. Well, uh, uh, go, go right ahead. I, I'll be right with you. I wouldn't wish this for anything. No, sirree, not for anything. Already you have done so much for my family. How can we... We fight? won't even listen to any argument, Juan. Come on, boys, load him down so he's too busy to talk. All right. Yeah, but... Yeah, 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 we can't stop. Here's something for your kids. Yeah. For amigos, I well, cannot... a present for your wife. Oh. And to make their food for your Christmas dinner. Oh, 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 Senor Mason, how can we accept this? Already we are in your debt. You're not in debt to anyone, Juan. That may be St. Nick. Save your thanks for him. Senores, I... Uh, bless you, amigos. Bless you. And a Merry Christmas to you, Juan. All right, boys, that's the last call. Let's head for home. Not too fast with that buckboard, Juan. Well, Smitty, getting the kind of material you wanted? Yeah. What do you think of our Christmas in the big band? Well, I... I have to admit, I'm impressed, but, um... Uh, Wait, what, Smitty? Oh, nothing. Nothing, Irish. I just... Hey, let it be. What's that? Hey. Oh, my gosh, a little boss. He's been pitched off the buckboard. Hey, he's just lying there. He's been hurt. Come on, boys. We've got to get to Bobby and hurry. <laughs> hey, hey, is he all right? I don't know yet. Bobby. Can you hear me? Oh, Dad. Oh, go on, he's coming to you. Easy, son. You had a bad fall. Mm. I remember now. Horses started acting up. That's the I know, son. We saw it. They must have been frightened by something. They were. I saw it just before I fell. It, it was a rattle, Tex. It was over there on the... Tex, look out. He's still over Golly, B. Oh, God. That rattler was heading straight for us. It was all set to strike. And... Why, you shot its head clean off. Doggone, Smitty. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? Yeah, Smitty, I didn't even know you had a gun. I've had one a good many years. Carried it for just this reason. I've been waiting for the day I could kill a snake. Huh? Golly. Sure. I bought it in a town up north, Mason. One you might know on the edge of the desert. A town called Crow Flats. Crow Flats? But Smitty. Look, Smitty, wait. What do you mean by that? Smitty! He just rid off. There he goes. What do you mean, Tex? What does all that mean? What's this about Crow Flats? It's... Nothing, Irish. Yeah, but you asked like nothing. Uh, Crow Flats is just a town. Something happened there once that... Well, I'd almost forgotten. When Smitty mentioned the name of the town, it brought it back. Yeah, but what happened? I'd rather not talk about it, son. Just... Just forget it. 
Now let's head back to the ranch. About Tex? Golly, he's acting so strange. Ever since we got back, he's locked himself up in his office like like a prisoner. Yeah, it's strange, all right. And Smitty's acting mighty queer, too. Smitty? Have you seen him? Well, sure. Didn't you know? He's right here. He was stretched out in his cot in the bunkhouse and we got back. But he won't say so much as a word. He was. What can it all mean? Well, I don't hey, know, Farish. but... Hey, Farish, come on. Come on out to the corral. Is it, Wendy? Trouble? Trouble? Shucks, no. Why shouldn't there be? <laughs> no, it's just that we're going to have ourselves a song pass. A what? A song pass. You know, it's getting dark, so we're all going to build a safari and sit around it and sing. A song pass. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I should have known. Well, shucks, Irish. Everybody can't be as clever as me. <laughs> but come on, we're counting on you to start things wrong, little boss. Oh, golly, Wendy, I can't. Not well. Oh, come on, little boss. You gotta. Please. Pretty please with Tabasco on it. Mm, all right, Wendy. I'll come. Well, don't be stepping on his head, Wendy. Well, little boss, what about it? What you gonna start us off with? Golly, I don't know, Wendy. Like oh, come on, Bobby. There's nothing you can do anyhow. Maybe a song will cheer you up. Hey, I know. Matter of fact, there ain't but one song to start off the Christmas party with. How about Jingle Bell? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. If you'll join in with well, me. Well, then what are we waiting on? Haul out the guitar, Wake. Let's get a rolling here. But Bobby... Hey, Irish, how about you now? Windy. Of course, you ain't got a malodorous voice like me, but how about doing a song? Go ahead. You go ahead and sing while I go and text and make sure everything's okay. Yeah, but... Oh, come on, Irish. This ain't no time to get bashful now. Come on. We ain't no striking up there. Bobby Benson slips away and slowly makes his way toward the tiny light that flickers out of Texas' office. In his ears, his mind, is a strange blending of the happy Christmas spirit with an odd premonition of fear. He can still hear Iris singing as he makes his way to the door of Texas' office. But with the opening of that door, he enters an entirely different world. Hey! Oh, golly, Texas! Inside, Bobby! And no noise. Smitty! Smitty! That gun! Put it down! Not until I've done what I came here for. All right, Mason, what about it? You were just about to answer me. Is the story I heard true? Hey, what's he talking about? What story? Story of how Smitty's son died. Son? That's right. My son. What's that got to do with Ted? 
Well, Mason, you want to tell him? That he heard that years ago his son and I were out prospecting in the desert up near Crow Flats. That we got ourselves in a spot where we knew that only one of us could live. He heard that I got out. I left his son to die. But it isn't true. Tell him it isn't. Jack! That's what I'm here to find out. It's taken me near ten years since then to find Mason. Now I want to know if the story is true. And if it is? If it is, Mason, I'm going to kill you. You're going to pay with your own life for that of my son. Well, Mason, what about it? Do you deny the story? No, Smitty. The story you heard is true. by the corral of the B-Bar B, around the flickering campfire, gathered most of our friends. They're singing, they're happy with that warm joy which comes once each year at the Christmas season. And inside the ranch house, Bobby Benson and his foreman, Tex Mason, face death. You admit it, Mason. You admit it. No, Schmitty, please. Put down the gun. Get out of my way, Bobby. I don't want to hurt you, but I'm not... No, I won't let you kill Tex. I won't. At least let him explain. What is there to explain? He admits the story is true. He left my son to die. Must there be a reason? Tex, please. Come, Tex, please. For a moment, the foreman of the Bebop doesn't speak. He sits passively, almost disinterested as death stares him in the face. And then at last, he begins the story. Actually, there isn't much to tell. Except a few details. It was almost ten years ago. Your son, Dave, and I had been out on a prospecting trip. We both were pretty young, not too much experience. So we got ourselves into a spot. A bad spot. We traveled a long way from civilization, way out into the desert. By the end of the fourth day, our water was pretty low. But we weren't worried. We had a map showing a water hole just ahead. There it is, Tex, just like the map said. <laughs> and you were worried. Come on, we're gonna... Tex! It was empty. The water hole was where the map showed. But it was dry. But even then, it needn't have been too bad. We could have made it back. But we didn't. We can't go back, Tex. Not when we've come this far. And the next water hole's only a day away. Let's head for it, Tex. Come on, be a sport. So we went on. And taking the chance, I was as much to blame as Dave. We went on and on. Not one day, took two. By the time we reached the water hole, our emergency canteens were near empty. We both hoarded our water that last day. We were nearly out from exhaustion and thirst. But we reached it at last. Reached it and found... No! It's empty too, Tex. It's empty too! For a long time, the two of us sat at the edge of the dried-up water hole without saying a word. For the first time, we knew what we faced. 
We knew what little chance a man had in the desert without water. And we knew the water we had left was not enough for two. Let's face it, Tex. If we go together, it only means we'll both die. But if one of us had all the water, he might make it out. Why should we both die? It wasn't a nice choice. The life of one to pay for the life of the other. But the alternative was death for both. It's the only way out, Tex. The toss of a coin. In the morning, the winner takes the water and strikes out one way. The loser tries for the next water hole. Come on, toss it, Tex. Flip the coin. I take heads, Tex. Well, which is it? Which was it, Tex? Well, tell us. It was tails, son. I'd won. So, you took the water and left my son. He left me, Smitty. During the night, he slipped away. There was nothing I could do but try to make my way out. And I did. Gosh. You mean he... He deliberately went off, knowing he'd die? Left you the water and took off so you couldn't stop him? He... He was a brave man, Smitty. You can be proud he was your son. A braver son than his father. He had the courage to give his life so you could live. And me. All I could think of was my own loss and how I could get even. I can't blame you, Smitty. I can. I was a fool. Coming here to kill you. I'm... I'm just... Just thankful I was... Stopped in time. I... Excuse me, will you, Mason? It, it's getting kind of smoky or something in here, and I, I'd better get me outside and get some fresh air. Thanks. Thank goodness you told him the story. But, Guy, why didn't you tell him before? Tess, why are you looking at me that way? The story... It was true, wasn't it? No, son. But, but you did win, didn't you? Yes, that part was true. And Dave did take off during the night. But you see, he took the water with him. You mean, cheated on you? That's why I didn't tell the old man before, son. I managed to find my way out of the desert somehow, even without the water. Dave didn't make it, even with the water. When I knew he was dead, I couldn't hurt the old man even more by letting him know his son died a coward. What chance you took? He might have killed you. It was worth the chance. Come on, son, let's head outside. Seems to me I heard some of the boys singing before. Let's join them. another adventure with the B. Barbie Riders. And don't forget, you can follow the further adventures of Bobby Benson in the Bobby Benson comic book. Featured today, Bobby Benson, Bob Haig, Wendy Wales, Don Knotts, Gilbert Mack, Vinton Hayworth Jr., Frank Milano, and Harker. <laughs> the B. Barbie Riders is produced by Herbert Rice, directed by Bob Novak. Script was by Jim Sheehan, 
Original music composed and conducted by John Garden. Special guitar effects by Tommy Lucas. This is Jack Carl Warren speaking, and saying for the whole gang... Your part, Bobby Benson. Tex Mason. Irish, the one and only Windy Wales. And Harker. Yes, the whole gang on the BBRB wish you a very... Merry Christmas! This program came from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.